2: Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game.
1: You have 47 new voicemails.
2: Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Good morning on this beautiful
3: Monday morning. What is it? August 29th, I believe. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much for joining us here on the Morning Beat we're beat. I'm beat. i tell you what, my family came to town this weekend, Michaela, and it was nonstop four days of fun time. AJ, and I'm exhausted.
1: Amazing. That's so nice <laughs> have family in town.
3: Uh, brother-in-law Jerry was here, our biggest fan. Uh, he just landed in Cincinnati, Ohio again, so he might not be listening this morning, so our, our listenership might He's be sleeping. down. I just want to give you a heads up. But in even bigger news, Friday was a big day for you. Yes! Your uh, video for your debut single, Hands Off, from your upcoming album, Vivian which comes out September 9th, by the way, uh, dropped. And it was, a, I'm sure, an emotional weekend for you. How are you feeling?
1: Yeah, it was an amazing weekend. I just have to, I cannot say thank you enough to all the people that listened and downloaded, but I really, yeah, it was emotional. Mm. I feel like I've been having this conversation a lot that, you know, I've really taken the lane of comedy and being silly and fun, and this is a much uh, heavier topic but um, I took the weekend to respond to a lot of DMs, and sadly, but fortunately for the cause, a lot of people have suffered at the hands of abuse mm-hmm. more than we ever realized. And I, I think it's just made me realize to like just be so kind to people wherever you go, because people that I would never expect reached out to me to be like, "Hey, thanks for the song." So it was, um, it was really good. It was very challenging. I had a pipe burst minutes before I pressed upload. And I was like, you will not rain on my parade, honey. We are pressing play.
3: But also a nice funny girl moment for you.
1: Absolutely. (laughs) And to top it off, my five-year-old niece loves the song. And her dad is away in the army right now, my brother, so she's feeling like the feels. So she called me right when I released the song. Literally right when I released it. And was like, hey Zia. And I was like, Hey babe, can I call you back? It's kind of like a month. and she's like no, and I was like oh all right. An hour and a half later, I was like girl. She wanted to share. This is she wanted one of the biggest the moment. moments in my career. My phone is blowing up. I have to hang up. And she was like, so tell me about your Christmas. And I was like, bye. She wanted
3: to share in your moment. I love that. That's my baby. I love. We watched the video on repeat this weekend uh, on a, our big screen in our living room. And the whole family did, like, three or four times, actually. So sweet. And the, the, it's, I love the, uh oh, uh, where you're doing that part, and you do the choreography, and you kind of do, like, a little hip step to the side thing. Yeah, And you're doing, like, the, I was like, okay, choreo. And you're, like, yes. little, you, your unitard or whatever it was you were wearing. You looked so good.
1: Thank you, babe. I Yeah, I feel like it's um been a culmination of all the things I ever wanted to do is in that video. Of I course. had to face all of my fears, including choreography, What's which... Sounds so like minor compared to like everything else, but I was like, no way. It's your
3: full f- first full music video. Yeah, got to keep put this in perspective. 18 years after she was on American Idol, and, and I can imagine at that time you expect you come off of American Idol and you're just going to be a superstar. That's just what you expect, right? Yeah. And you've worked and you've worked and you've you stayed in the game. Uh, many have not, but 18 years, like talk about determination. That in and of itself, if you don't do another thing for the rest of your life. You should be so proud of that. I
1: feel like that, too. I do. I also feel like 18 years have been in the career, but I didn't um, always give myself the benefit. I I sabotaged a lot. Mm -hmm. And this was the first video that I was like, we're doing it afraid. We're doing it afraid. You look
3: so good, though. Thank you, my love. I'm so proud of the choreo. Thank you, babe. Um, (laughs) I need it. So if you haven't seen it yet, go check out Hands Off. Uh, I'll post again, I'm sure, on Instagram here in a little bit. And I'm sure Channel Q can do I the I actually same.
1: had somebody on YouTube comment, I'm here because AJ and Emile
3: Aww. reposted
1: this. This is so beautiful and I love it. Thank oh, you. We'll
3: keep reposting. It's really, really good. Oh, yeah. And shout out to the, uh, the the best assistant that money can buy or in not the buy. Whole
1: world. Vanessa
3: Garcia Ortiz.
1: Vanessa Garcia Ortiz. Well done.
3: Our Killed producer. It. It All right. Let's you. get into some news on the movie. We've got a few minutes left.
1: Yeah. All right, Governor Greg Abbott's order to investigate the parents of transgender youth for child abuse caused behind the scenes uh, at the Texas Department of Family and Protective Services, caused by, according to the inter- internal emails, is here. In February, Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton issued a non binding opinion stating that gender affirming health care for transgender youth is a form of child abuse. A week later, the governor directed DFPS to investigate parents who support their transgender children and allow them to access to gender-affirming medical care prescribed by their doctors in a letter sent to the agency. Last week, the Houston Chronicle published a report in which several former DFPS employees said they had left the agency because of Abbott's order regarding regarding the families of transgender children. In April, the Texas Tribune reported that more than a dozen child abuse investigators said they had either resigned or were actively looking for new jobs for the same reason. Greg Abbott is a psychopath.
3: Psychopath.
1: I mean, just say it. They're just, just wild. Is.
3: These Republicans are wild nowadays.
1: Yeah, they are. Aye, aye, aye. All right, let's get into a little weather. It's come up fast. It's going to be a high of 94 in Dallas today, 90 in Boston, a high of 107 in Cathedral City, 85 in Buffalo, 60 in San Francisco, 107 in Palm Springs, 105 in Vegas, 81 in L.A., And a high of 85 in new york now give us a vibe of the day
3: well if anybody's inspired by michaela and her music video as you should be uh this vibe kind of goes in alignment with all of us who are kind of struggling to do the thing that we're so afraid of right here's your vibe of the day be stronger than your strongest excuse We've all got an excuse, honey. Let it go and get moving. Let it go, Uh, Also, get moving over to WeAreChannelQ.com because you have a -a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to see the one and only Diana Ross in Las Vegas, the boss. Uh, Channel Q wants to send you and a guest to Vegas to see the supreme diva. Uh, The iconic Miss Ross returns for limited engagement at Win Las Vegas September 21st through October 1st. My mother-in-law is actually flying out to go to this. She's so excited about it. So here's what you could get. You could get airfare for two, a two-night hotel, stay at the Wynn, which is gorgeous, by the way. Plus, up front seats at the Encore Theater. We're talking first 10 rows. These are good, good seats. These are great seats. Head over to wearechannelq.com and enter for your chance to win. These tickets aren't cheap, by the way.
1: No. We've,
3: I've been looking at them. and First 10 rows. This is a package worth quite a bit of money. So head over to WeAreChannelQ.com and good luck.
1: Absolutely. All right, coming up, why you should stop sending nudes. You could actually get in legal trouble, according to this article. We'll tell you why in seven minutes.
3: So this is interesting. The state of California is on the verge of doing something that Texas has done recently and Virginia. Those are pretty traditionally conservative states. Uh, so what exactly is it that we're doing that Gavin Newsom, our governor, is about to sign off on? Well, it's a new law uh, that makes cyber flashing, which is basically the digital equivalent of showing your genitals in public, um, illegal. Uh, cyber flashing, of course, takes place online. So does that mean, say, you're on Grindr, you're on Tinder, and you're sending unsolicited, unsolicited you know, pics of your genitalia, male or female, that you get in trouble. Well, maybe it's kind of murky. What they're trying to focus on, I guess, because apparently 53% of women between the ages of 18 and 29 have been cyber flashed before. What they're trying to target is remember a few weeks ago, there was that guy on a plane who sent his genitals to like everybody on their on their airdrop. And then the one that he got clocked and they ended up like yes. duct taping him down to the, the chair, the seat and then arresting him when they landed. They're trying to crack down on that. Okay. Uh, but a lot of people are really concerned that, you know, Grindr, the exchange usually goes top-bottom, okay, cool, here's a picture, what do you want to do? And people are afraid that this law could be used to come after people, which generally means queer people. So there is a little bit of concern about it. How do you feel about this? How do you feel about adults sending, you know, genital, genitalia over apps or over their phone?
1: I mean, listen. I feel like I'm pretty free spirited, and I want everyone to do their own thing. But there's nothing I dislike more than opening my phone to a D D-Pick. Mm-hmm. Like I can, it's like twelve. It's like noon. I'm at Albertson's, trying to just do my thing, yeah. and all of a sudden, I'm like being stared at. Mm. I think it's gross. I don't like it. And usually, they actually don't do it to me anymore because I used to post them on my Instagram stories. Yeah. And they learn. Uh huh. But it's aggressive behavior.
3: It's interesting to me. I feel like for apps, at least, if you're on a hookup app, I feel like they could put something in and maybe they do. Maybe I've dismissed this. But I feel like they could do something saying, hey, by signing up for this app, just be aware that these things could happen. Right. Right. Somebody could send you a picture of their genitalia. Are you OK with that? Except yes or no.
4: Right. And I feel
3: like that's a way sort of around this because I listen people have sent me this stuff before i've sent things out before over the years not often i don't think many people probably have any nudes of me um but i've definitely been sent a lot and videos full videos which can be a little bit graphic yeah and i don't always love them i used to back in the day i used to kind of sex shame people a little bit when they send me this stuff i'm like who told you i wanted to see this this is disgusting and I would like respond because so I would get so mad. I'm like, don't just send me things without me. And these were things that they were sending me on like Instagram or Snapchat, right. not even through, I wasn't right. even on a hookup app. So I didn't, I didn't want any of it. Um, but then my husband told me, he's like, don't shame them. Just delete it and block them. Like you don't have to make them feel bad about it too, shame you know, them. being single and being whatever, shame them. you know, it's, it's tricky for people. Right. But. I feel like I've been sent things over the years, but I'm also a man and I don't really get like, I don't feel like violated. I don't feel unsafe. I feel like they're gross usually. And, uh, but I also kind of just like let it roll off my back. I feel like it is a little bit different for women though.
1: Yeah, it's totally different. And I think that I totally agree with what you say. If you're on a dating app and you want to show a private part of yourself i think that there should be a specific way to go about it you have to accept it because of course by all means if you want to send somebody a picture of you and somebody wants to see it i'm so down for that Con- consent all day babe mm-hmm. it's just the um the social media that like and 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 i don't think that this is necessarily at the queer community as it is even to like cis straight men yeah who really uh, take it over the top. I will say, though, and you guys probably get this too, and then I drag these girls for filth too, I'll get random numbers sometimes and they'll go, hey, babe, missed you. All I'm back. All
3: the time. And
1: they're naked, the girls.
3: All the and, time. Or
1: they're, they're just in underwear. Yep. And I drag them.
3: Do you get them on text?
1: Yes. I do too,
3: out of the blue. Yeah. Like, how do you have my... I don't, I don't, I don't respond.
1: I do. I'm afraid... I, you know I'm, exactly what you're doing. This is not... Who I'm afraid they're
3: going to know my info and it's like a phishing scam.
1: Oh yeah, I drag them.
3: Because you don't do the, like the HR little like uh homework assignments we have to do here for Odyssey. That, no. That tell you about cyber things. Yeah. So I learned that in there that they could be trying to get like fish you or something.
1: Yeah, that makes <laughs> sense. But I just want them to know I'm not into it.
3: And once this passes here in California, just like Virginia and Texas, uh, anyone who receives such images can take senders into civil court and sue them. It's just a misdemeanor. It's five hundred bucks. So, is it really worth it to send a picture of your D for five hundred dollars? No. Just ask yourself that question next time you you uh, send out some unsolicited pics. Yeah, honey. Yikes!
1: All right, coming up. Do you have more pictures of your significant other or of your pet? I have a very personal answer about this, and I'll mm. talk about it next. The Morning Beat with AJ and Michaela, Channel Q.
3: I just saw somebody share a meme on social media that said, pants are pants. plants are the new pets. Pets are the new kids. And I've never seen something more accurate in my life. Uh, we became plant daddies during the pandemic. We also became pet daddies during the pandemic. And we just wanted to keep things alive. We thought the plants would help uh, heal the air so that we have clean oxygen and wouldn't get coronavirus. And then the dog was to heal our hearts because we were lonely and sad and scared. Amen. Um, which brings me to this conversation. Uh Do you have more pictures on your phone of your dogs or of your partner, Lisa?
1: Um, I definitely have more photos of Lisa. Lisa definitely has more photos of our dogs. (laughs) One million. She has an entire Instagram set up for Bruno that now Rocco gets to share in.
3: You know that uh, over, they did the a study, one poll did, of 2,000 dog and cat owners. And on average, per year, 400 pics are taken of a pet. 400 per year. Wow. I, look, We go on whole vacations wow. and we don't take 10 pictures of ourselves or each other. I never take pictures of my husband. I have so many pictures of my phone and my dog. We got him a unicorn costume yesterday. I mean, how can you not take pictures of that? Amen. He took a whole bunch of them. Amen. And that's that. Uh, but I relate to this so hard. I'm, really, I'm also really bad at just taking photos with whoever I'm dating or married to. Like, I've just never really been that great at it. Right. We came back from our wedding, and thank God we had a photographer for the actual wedding. But for the other eight days, I had like 20 pics in my entire phone. And a lot of them are duplicates. Yeah. So I've been asking. We've been asking people to send us photos, you know, from from the wedding. But uh,
1: <sighs> it's a lot.
3: Do your, do your dogs like being on camera?
1: Yeah, they do. Yeah. They pose. They're very they're very uh, photogenic. Mm-hmm. But also, Lisa, she doesn't do it as much now with Bruno being sick. But on Bruno, browses Instagram. That's what it is. He had these beautiful eyebrows, and she used to dress him up in her clothes. And they would do full photo shoots. It was really intense, mm. but he enjoyed himself. Yeah. he felt very handsome. I he like, wore the clothes very I feel like well. Dogs know. Yeah,
3: our dog is. It's interesting because my husband works from home and he does uh, Amazon. He works for Amazon Live and he does live streams for them and he talks about different products and interviews celebrities, all sorts of fun stuff. And in our studio at home, our, we turned our guest room into a studio during the pandemic. And Kingston, our dog, knows. If Daddy needs me, he hops right on that couch in front of the lights and smiles for the camera. Yeah, because he does a lot of segments on like uh, animal products because they know he has a dog, so they send him stuff like Furbo and things like that, chew toys. And Kingston loves it. Whenever we, ha- I had a meeting last week or so. I had a meeting with NBC. Kingston comes in there, sits right up on, the- and he plays his part. He knows exactly what to do. But on the flip side, those same lights that light our studio. We brought them out into our kitchen over the weekend because while my family was here, I put them to work and I used them to shoot uh, some content for Barefoot Wines. I'm an ambassador for them and I make Instagram reels for them sometimes. And I was like, well, I got a paid gig. We got to work a little bit right now. So we did like a cooking segment in the kitchen. When that happens kingston understands he's like oh they're shooting tiktoks or instagram reels i don't go near them yeah he he hates it yeah he goes and lays somewhere else in in our home and doesn't come near us so he knows when he has his moment to shine and when not um he also knows that we uh obsessed over him because we have thousands of photos of him in our phones
1: yeah absolutely listen dogs are the best they're the cutest and when you put them in costume it is all over bitch the morning beat with aj and michaela channel q
3: the mtv vmas were last night in new jersey and uh, a couple of appearances have people talking also history was made michaela what's going on what's popping
1: okay well a lot is going on and it actually has a lot to do with my single hands off because hands off is all about not allowing abusers to be cool guys and this story is a little divided Johnny Depp appeared on the VMAs last night, and viewers are very divided about his appearance post-trial. Take a listen to how he entered. I just want you guys to know that I'm available for birthdays, bar mitzvahs, bat mitzvahs, weddings, wakes, any old thing you need. Okay, so he shows up on screen as the infamous MTV, um, like astronaut, the moon man, and yeah, the moon man, and he shows up quite a few times saying different things. But Twitter users were not happy, uh, some were, some were not, uh, some thought it was humorous. But one user said that, uh, this is very much like Hollywood to protect abusers they will go out of their way to do it Johnny Depp has no uh, has no real connection to the VMAs but he could be there anyway because that's what they do however another disagreed saying uh Johnny Depp will beat the VMAs nothing makes me happier than seeing this man get his life back now that the nightmare he'd been through is finally over you can't keep a good man down I'm proud of him but it definitely was uh, back and forth on Twitter. It's really
3: interesting because, yeah, some of the stuff that came up in the trial with Amber Heard was obviously pretty damaging, uh, but he did win. And every single person who's ever dated him in the past has said that he was nothing but kind to them. So in the court of law, if if they found Amber Heard guilty based on the information that was presented... I don't want to cancel him forever. I think this is a little bit, like, poor taste. It's, like, a little soon. Yeah, I just think it's poor
1: taste. And I think that, you know, you can win and still not be right. And I think that they both did harm to each other. I think that both Amber and Johnny Depp did a lot of harm to each other. And do I think that Amber heard... Uh, played a huge role in this? Absolutely. Yeah. But do I think that Johnny Depp is innocent and should be showing up as the moon man at the VMAs? What do you, uh, no.
3: What do you think would happen if it had been her face in there? Do you think people I would have the, say same, the same thing?
1: Well, no. If she shut up, she would have been dragged for filth. Probably <laughs> booed. Uh, but it does, does still go to show you that men are superior in the eye of society, I think, because she would not have had any grace given to her. Mm. It, it you just you saw the media for yourself. And so I think it was just in poor taste. And I think it was unnecessary. I like get more creative than that. We don't need Johnny Depp to be the moon man. She did
3: also defecate in his bed, didn't she? I think she took a poop in his bed. Yeah, but yeah. he put a bottle in her <laughs> private
1: parts. Oh god, yeah, it's a lot. Like, it, you know what I'm saying? It's it, like when you really break it down and you take away from the the media and look at what happened like it's neither should have been yeah. there. It's just weird. So the I agree with that Twitter toxic
3: user. Toxic situation.
1: Yeah. All right. Coming up, what is a screamer? And how well do you know your queer slang? I actually do not know what this is. Uh-oh. So i will be learning coming up next.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive.
1: Who knows? That's oh, Sam Smith,
3: right? I mean, I'm not crazy. Yeah. Oh, Where is Sam Smith? I haven't seen them in a minute. or heard from them in a while.
1: No idea. I think they're doing something with Kim Petras right now. Oh. So they're in the studio. Mm.
3: They'll come out soon. Coconuts. Got it. Coconuts. Uh, we have a fantastic hour coming up for you here on The Morning Beat. So thank you for sticking around this mm-hmm. Monday morning. Put yourself a little cup of coffee or get some more tea and keep hanging out with us because we love you. Uh, and we're desperate for listeners. We just desperately, desperately want fans.
1: Amen, sister. We want to be famous.
3: So that's why we do what we do. <laughs> radio, right? Exactly. <laughs> why do you do radio? Because you want to be famous. And this is the place <laughs> to do it. Said no one ever. Oh, Here goes. Uh, what is a screamer? Do you know what that means? No
1: idea. And I feel like I, I feel like I'm pretty good with uh, queer slang, but clearly I'm wrong as can be. How
3: about Alice Bluegown or Flit?
1: Stop nothing. I don't know any of these.
3: Queer slang that That's we've so never weird. heard of that you might know about. we've got some others we want to share with you in about 13 minutes. Uh, so uh, stick around to find out if you're down with the queer slang.
1: Amen, sister. Are you still one of the cool kids? Yeah, probably not.
3: Or, like us, no. Maybe no. Yeah, it's gonna be hard
1: no over on this side.
3: Missed the VMAs last night for the 10th year in a row. I know. I feel old that I don't even know a lot of these artists. I know them, but they're not really for me. Like, do you know the feeling when all of a sudden you're like, you've aged out of the demographic? That's how I feel.
1: Yeah, I don't feel like that. I just feel like the VMAs isn't interesting anymore. And to be honest, I don't even think that the younger generations are watching the VMAs. I think that that award shows have just taken a drastic turn and I think that people also like they enjoy looking at the red carpets but we have a lot more access to seeing people fancy and two people really aren't into the idea of like you win best artist this newer generation they're they're really not into competition like they're like and you also win. Why and tune so in? Do you. Yeah, why tune <laughs> into a,
3: Everybody gets a medal. Why tune in to a red carpet when you see their look on their Instagram before they even walk the red carpet?
1: Exactly. Do you know what I mean? It, Social media world. has changed everything. Mm-hmm. Remember, I mean, the reason why you would sit around is because you couldn't wait to see what the artist was wearing. Mm-hmm. That's what got you tuned in. And then there were no spoiler alerts. Like if you missed the VMAs, you missed the VMAs.
3: Yeah, you had to watch now, it live. No, you
1: can be sitting at the Abbey and be like, mm, I won't watch it at all. And then on Twitter, Bad Bunny's performance comes up in two seconds yep. without you having to do anything.
3: Bad Bunny kissed a, his male dancer last night on stage, by the way. Kissed a female dancer and then his, one of his male dancers, which is so kind of iconic. He was the first uh, Latin artist, non-English speaking artist ever to win Artist of the Year. Not We're not talking Latin Artist of the Year. We're talking Artist of the Year overall. And he took away that award last night, which is a pretty big deal. Love to see so it. So I know that our producer, Vanessa, is very reggaeton. Is he reggaeton?
1: Yeah, he's reggaeton. He's reggaeton? Okay. He's the best artist of the year. What is That's reggaeton
3: it? and how is it different from like just Latin music? Is there a specific, is no, reggaeton whoa. a certain style? Like
1: English has, like how English has a bunch of genres, mm-hmm. so sort does of Spanish. No, but
3: I mean, what is it, What how is it different though? Like from like a traditional, like from Shakira or, or, or J-Lo Shakira or S-Rock. Mark Anthony. If, if they're a pop. little bit, if those are the... Well, they kind seen... Marc
1: Anthony salsa, reggaetones, reggaeton. Oh, okay,
3: because in America, they're all considered sort of like no, Latin, not Latin pop say, artists. You
1: can... Salsa, you dance differently than totally. you dance reggaeton. Reggaeton is for like, you're feeling yourself, you're in the club, you're Sexy moving your booty. Sexy vibe dancing. You're like... It's, it's a whole vibe. Yes. Reggaeton it's a whole vibe.
3: School me. It. School me, Miss Columbia. Yeah, Go whole, off.
1: It's a genre. It's... Uh, a mixture of like African beats, yeah. like it's like yeah, it's, it's a everything. vibe.
3: Yeah, mm-hmm. it's the best. that's yeah. good. that's good.
1: It's great. I mean, listen, ten years, five years, three years ago, we would not have had Bad Bunny win overall uh,
3: artist of the year. Artist of the year. Yeah.
1: So it's so exciting. I love to see all the diversity.
3: I want to see you get diverse here and go from Bad Bunny to news on the beat.
1: Well, I do have a Spanish English song on my album coming up <laughs> September ninth, but that is besides the point. El fuego. El Huego.
3: El oh, oh, I thought Fuego. Isn't Fuego hot?
1: Fire. El Huego uh. is a game. Oh, dang, dang that's right. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, Pennsylvania Republican gubernatorial candidate Doug Mastriano, a Christian nationalist, said that it's disgusting that the state's current governor Tom Wolf issued an executive order against so-called conversion therapy, a widely discredited form of psychological torture that purports to change people's sexual orientations and gender identities. Mastriano expressed anger at Wolf's recent executive order directing state agencies to ensure that neither government workers nor taxpayer funds promote conversion therapy, the Huffington Post reported. Mastriano also expressed anger that his Democratic political opponent, Josh Shapiro, has spoken out against conversion therapy. Also, all right. Another news: An English teacher in Oklahoma has resigned rather than abide by censorship rules imposed by the state and her local school district. Uh, Summer Boysmere, who taught at Norman High School in the state until last week, told CNN that teachers in her district were asked to review materials in their personal classroom libraries Before the start of the school year to see if they complied with state new regulations under Oklahoma's HB 1775, which bans teachers from discussing certain topics. According to the new guidelines, if a teacher employs a curriculum which demonstrate an individual by virtue of his or her sex or race, bears responsibility for actions committed in the past by other members of the same race or sex, or that an individual by virtue of his or her race or sex is inherently racist, sexist, or oppressive, whether consciously or unconsciously, the educator could be suspended or have their license removed. That's such bull. That's so wild. White people
3: are so fragile that even the mention of somebody's race now is considered inherently racist. That's what that said. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah. And we have a massive, massive teacher shortage right now.
1: Massive.
3: Because nobody wants to do it anymore because everybody's an a-hole. You know, I
1: also read this thing that um, everyone's an a-hole, but also the kids are so different. And they were saying, like, we love these woke parents, but some of these woke parents have just made the decision to not discipline their children at all. Yeah. And then the children come to school, and they're like, dragging these teachers and the teachers are like, listen, like we love that they have their own opinions, but like it's the the disrespect is what we have a problem with. And I can see that. Kids are wild. Yeah. All right, let's get into weather. Eighty five in New York, a high of eighty one in Los Angeles. 105 in Vegas, 86 in Houston, 68 in San Francisco, 85 in Buffalo, 107 in Cathedral City, 94 in Dallas, and 90 in Boston. Now give us a vibe of the day.
3: Be stronger than your strongest excuse.
1: Love that. All right, coming up, what is a screamer? How about an Alice Blue gown? What about a flit? Apparently, this is queer slang that I know nothing about, and we'll talk about it in seven minutes. Good morning, beat Channel Q.
3: Let's talk queer slang from the mid-century to the 1970s, shall we?
1: Let's do it, babe.
3: Well, because queer slang sort of became a thing because uh, our, our I guess, our ancestors, <laughs> those who came before us in the community, had to really be very careful about how they talked, and they couldn't really talk openly about homosexuality or their queer lifestyles. So they came up with all sorts of different words and phrases um, to, to sort of hide and kind of like do it in plain sight without anybody realizing, right? Um, we all know like Mary. Somebody's a Mary, right? What does totally. that mean? Totally. means they're a homo. It means they're, but if you call somebody a Mary, that's, so those are one of the terms that we still know um, that has been around for many, many, many years, right? Um, but did you know that the term Miss Thing, you know what that refers to? No. A self-absorbed or presumptuous person
1: I could see that, though. Because when for, you use it as an insult, you're like, okay, Miss Thing. This
3: is back from the Victorian era, right? And uh, there was there used to be these characters that were drawn by car- cartoonists back in the 1960s um, known as Miss Thing and Big Dick, like Richard. <laughs> that was his name. Yeah. So it's really fascinating to hear how slang has evolved over the years. Um, and because and, nowadays... Like, we say things like, a lot of the slang we use now, I think, is actually borrowed from ballroom culture.
1: Yeah, totally.
3: Like tea. Yeah. uh, Yeah, uh, and and things like that. Boots down. Boots down.
1: I think this is really interesting. So Alice Bluegown, we teased, and I had no idea what that was. I was trying to think about it. What is
3: Alice Bluegown?
1: According to LGBT rights activists, Alice Bluegown refers to police officers in the 60s. Dick Leash was the president of a gay rights organization called the Mattachine Society and came up with the sip a demonstration held at New York City bars that banned service to out gay people. At the time, bars could be shut down by the police if they were found to be serving alcohol wow. to LGBTQ people. So they called them Alice Bluegown. I think that's fascinating. I
3: understand. Like, I guess I've never really thought about... I, obviously, we talk about the, the riot at Stonewall, the Stonewall Inn, and, and Marsha P. Johnson and Sylvia Rivera and others through those first bricks, and I guess, yeah, I understood that conceptually, but I've never really thought, like New York City, 1960s, that wasn't that long ago. Yeah. You're telling me a bar couldn't serve an out queer person a drink? That's
1: nuts, right?
3: That's insane. Um, um, auntie is a big one. Makes sense That to one's me. pretty common. I get that one. Uh, that's an aging or middle-aged homosexual.
1: <laughs> yeah, that feels right.
3: <laughs> auntie, but I've been called an auntie once or twice in my life. How about this one? Flit. Do you know what flit means? No idea. It's a 50s slang term for a gay person that was popularized by the novel Catcher in the Rye. Oh, I didn't realize. I think I read that in high school. Uh, other terms considered uh, very... like. Close to basically fruit or like a pansy or a fairy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. All those words kind of mean the same thing, I guess. Yeah.
1: Okay. One that's very similar to that is screamer, which acknowledges being light in the loafers as opposed to being light in the loafers. A screamer is someone who's... Very obviously gay, oh. similar to like a flamer, like a flaming oh. queen,
3: a scr- They're screaming. A I'm screamer. gay. I know. Which
1: totally makes sense.
3: That's really funny because I know light in the loafers. I've been called light in the loafers, and I'm I I, I accept it. I love a good loafer, uh, but a screamer. It's like they're just screaming to the whole world. I'm a homosexual.
1: Yeah, they're loud. They're obnoxious. We're here. We're queer. Get used to it. Flamers. Screamers.
3: Queen, obviously. That was a very common one. That one still holds true today. Um, But really, really, boots. I want to talk about boots for a second. Because this one is one that I see a lot lately. And I see people using it on TikTok too, like straight people. Um, And boots is something of an uh, intensifier that you can use to compliment something or someone, uh, their performance, talent, things like that. For example, if you were to compliment someone's makeup, you could say, "Your makeup is flawless, boots." Is that why "kinky boots" is called "kinky boots"? Do you think?
1: Yeah, I mean, that's why boots, when you say like, like, a like "Whoa, boots down" means like you, th- the boots are down, honey. Like you are serving the look. It is yeah. there. You're making it happen. I mean, I love it. When you get that compliment, there's nothing like it.
3: Mm, and, and this one, we all know what it is to be gagged.
1: Of course. I, th-
3: let me use this in a sentence. Pretend like I were in a, a spelling bee. Uh, gagged. Uh, what Michaela Gordon left us all feeling after we watched her Hands Off video, which debuted, uh, premiered on Friday on YouTube, I was gagged. Yes, baby. I love it. Well, you know,
1: here's the thing. I think that oftentimes we get made fun of for using these words is if we don't have like proper grammar. And they say why queer, slang, why queer slang matters is because words are powerful. They can be a way to cultivate communities, connect with other LGBTQ people, and they can also be used as a form of resistance. Listen, if they don't
3: understand slang, we read them for filth, we throw some shade, yes. and that's the tea, hunty.
1: Okay, Alice Bluegown. The Morning Beat with A.J. Gibson and Michaela Gordon. Channel Q.
3: I don't know that I thought I'd be saying this two or three weeks ago, but Joe Biden is kind of killing it right now. And he's had a rough year, like a solid rough year. His numbers have been tanking. They're skyrocketing right now. And it's because of all of the good news, all the big pieces of legislation that have been passed by the Democrats. Finally, Finally, Joe Manchin and Kirsten Sinema come together and allow them to pass some things that help real Americans in real time, right? That's a good thing. Uh, and the way that the Republican Party has been responding to the latest uh, uh, loan forgiveness for student loans. So it was just announced last week that uh, if you have federal student loans, you can get between ten and $20,000 forgiven. It's not nearly as far as a lot of progressives wanted to go. They wanted it all erased. But this is going to help tens of millions of people who are struggling with debt, right? That's a good thing. Well, not if you're a Republican. It's not. Because the Republican Party has been dragging Joe Biden saying it's a handout and you're making it easy and you're not making people pay off uh, pay off their loans. Take a listen uh, to this. Of Mar, This is Marjorie Taylor Greene, correct? Listen to what she had to say. I'm
1: um, for for our government just to say, you know, okay, well, your debt is completely forgiven. Obviously they have an agenda for that. They need votes in November. So the timing is a pure coincidence there as well, but it's completely unfair. And taxpayers all over the country, taxpayers that never took out a student loan, taxpayers that pay their bills and, and, and you know, maybe even never went to college or just hardworking people, they shouldn't have to pay off the great big student loan debt for, for some college student that piled up massive debt going mm. to some Ivy League school. Okay, let's fair. let's just
3: stop right there, sweetheart. Okay, so Ivy League school has nothing to do with it. I have a ton of loans. I went to Ohio State, just like so many other people across the country. Millions and millions of people saddled with debt. So this was her on Newsmax. And you want to know uh, what the White House decided to do about it? Go on. This started the trend, okay? <clears throat> they posted this clip on Twitter and responded with, Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene had $183,504 in PP loans, PPP loans forgiven. $183,000 she had forgiven. And she's dragging Joe Biden for giving students $10,000 off, yeah. $20,000 off. But it's just the best response.
1: I'm trying to understand what her point is. Is she saying that the American taxpayers are paying the $10,000 that are going towards student loans?
3: She's saying that, I think that's sort of the undertone of this, right? Is that all taxpayers are paying for all this. Well, you want to know where real money goes to. It goes to our military budget and our police budget, right? Not to our schools, not to families who need it, not to real average Americans. But the real issue that they're saying is that It's once again, Democrats are lazy and we take handouts. This is what they said about welfare for many years too. Like welfare is problematic because it makes people lazy, they think, right? Some people need welfare. At different points in your life, people need assistance, whether it's unemployment, whether it's welfare, whatever it may be. So their argument is, well, you're rewarding all these people who got, let me tell you something, who's not being rewarded. I'm not getting a single penny paid off. Not a penny. I found out, I researched it this weekend. So I have been paying my student loans for 15 years, and I'm just over halfway paid off. Do you know how much I owe now versus how much I owed when I started? The same amount of money. Right. I paid like tens of thousands of dollars in just interest, and I'm still where I started 20 years ago, or 15 years ago. It's rough. And that's the thing that a lot of people struggle with. So what what actually is happening, that the student loan costs are through the roof, and these loan companies are predatory. They're telling 18-year-olds, yeah, take out $100,000 loans. You'll be fine. And then you're paying off that $100,000 for the rest of your life. And there's a reason that our generation can't buy houses. We're the first generation in years to not do as well or better than our parents.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm just trying to understand truly what is the point that they're making. And I I don't want it to be as blanket as like, oh, Democrats are lazy. Because I didn't go to college. I don't have any student But alum. that is it. So- Right, but I'm just saying, like, I don't have any student loan. Mm-hmm. So, I would be totally irritated if, like, my tax money was going to other people's student loans.
3: So, okay, are you are you just as irritated with the fact that Congressman Mark Wayne Mullen had $1.4 million in loans forgiven?
1: Well, I, I, wait, we pay, I wasn't done. That. I wasn't done. Yeah, Because what I'm saying yeah. is, I did not go to college so I could understand. I don't want to pay anybody's loans. I'm trying to pay off my own mm-hmm. loans with my own things that I took out. Sure. However, what is the conversation that we're having that, like, I did go on American Idol. Thankfully, I made it. I don't know if I would have gone to college, but that is what we were taught. Like, you go to kindergarten, you You go go to to eighth grade, you finish high school, and you go to college. Like, that was literally what you remember you we would have the different colleges come to our high schools give us incentives it wasn't even a
3: conversation for me it was you're going to college i was like okay and then i then i my parents told me to take out all the loans but
1: even (laughs) uh, but even for kids that came from single parents like my mom like my own family was like you will go to college because that's how Mm -hmm. you'll do better for our family we don't have the money to send you to college But you would have to get really good grades, et cetera, et cetera. So I guess that's just my only, like to Marjorie Taylor Greene, I get it. Like I'm not trying to pay off anybody's loans when I have my own. But you do
3: because you live in a democracy. That's exactly what we do every single day with our taxes. That's what our taxes are for. Our taxes pay for other people's health care. They pay for for, for other people's roads in other states. Like when you're an American, all of your taxes go into the IRS, right and the IRS and the federal government and that money is filtered out to different people who need it billions and billions, trillions of dollars every year right so that's what we already do i think what joe biden and the white house are trying to say is if you're going to be mad that we're giving 30 year olds a $10,000 break on their on their loans who went to college and tried to better themselves and be better citizens and more upright standing whatever you also you better be real upset that People are getting millions and millions of dollars, and their loans forgiven, and nobody's even batting an eye at that.
1: Well, that's my point. It's hypocrisy. I'm not. I would yeah. rather pay nobody's loans, <laughs> yeah. and that's all, like that's just tea, honey. You're like, Give anybody's, me all my money back because I did work hard for it. But it is a difficult conversation to be like, we're not going to pay off student loans when we've forced that down people's throats yeah. for over fifty years. Mm. So, Marjorie, you got to get a grip, babe. <laughs> Good morning, beat Channel Q. Now,
3: Britney Spears has had some pretty iconic VMA, MTV VMA moments over the years. The boa constrictor, she tore off the suit and had the the shimmer bodysuit on. Oh, God, on. everything. Unfortunately, I think the Gimme More uh, performance where she was pretty lackluster and looked like a zombie, that was also the VMAs. So, exactly. so over the years, she's, she's, she's done a lot. She was not at the VMAs last night, but she's still the thing everyone's talking about. The totally. person that is on everybody's lips. Uh, tell
1: us why. Okay, well, this is really interesting. Britney Spears posts bombshell video declining lots of money for Oprah's interview offered to her. Because a lot of people have said, Brit, you're free now. Go to Oprah. Have a proper sit down. Uh, And so she released a now-deleted 22-minute audio clip on YouTube Sunday about the abuse she experienced as a result of her conservatorship and also shared why she turned down lots of money to do a tell-all interview with Oprah. She said, I get nothing out of sharing all of this. I have offers to do interviews with Oprah and so many people. Let's take a listen to what she says in her own words. I get nothing out of sharing all of this. I have offers to do interviews with Oprah and so many people, lots and lots of money, but it's insane. I don't want any of it. For me, it's beyond a sit down proper interview. I felt like my family threw me away. I was performing for like thousands of people at night in Vegas, the rush of being a performer, the laughter, the joy, the respect. I was shaking over 40 people's hands every night before a show, training weekly, three training sessions a week, AA meetings, therapy sessions. I, My dad literally, <clears throat> I was a machine. I was a f- machine, not even human almost. It it was insane. I believe it so much. I mean, imagine her schedule. She's working out. She's rehearsing. They're putting her in therapy. She then has to do the show. She has to sit in hair and makeup. She has to do this seven nights a week. It's insane. And I see why she doesn't want to sit down with Oprah. I I, I really, I just feel so bad for our girl Brett.
3: She doesn't care about the money. And I, I respect that. She does not care. She's like, this isn't about money. I don't want money. It's gross to me. I... It's interesting how we've sort of accepted, and I think a lot of people still feel this way. Like, well, they're famous, that's what they ask for. They deserve it. They say this about the Kardashians a lot, they say it about pop stars a lot, especially women. Well, you put yourself out there like that, that's what you get. I'm like, I don't think that I don't think that needs to be true. I don't think it actually ever has been true. But the way that we talk about people with such like crassness and lack of empathy, she is still a human.
1: Like, yeah, but I that put, schedule is unbelievable. Nobody could do that.
3: I could keep up that schedule for about three days, then I would need to take a vacation.
1: Yeah, like too I much. get, I
3: get tired, run down, and sick. And you got to believe they're giving them B twelve shots, injections, like steroid, whatever it is, to keep them going. That the, that is what they are. She was a money maker. Yeah, and that the steroids are
1: horrible on yeah, your body. Yeah, awful. And I think that also. Not having the support of your family while also being a machine has got to be the toughest thing of it all. Mm -hmm. There's no emotional support. It's just, there's nothing there to keep it worth going. So I'm happy that she's talking about this.
3: And I think we're so lucky that we still have her. Look at Michael Jackson, Amy Winehouse. Like the list goes on and on of these musicians, you know, prints who were gone before their time because that takes a, that lifestyle takes a toll on your body
1: absolutely mm. all right coming up we're talking about another superstar and apparently she refuses to work with this astrology sign it was revealed on our buddy Justin Martindale's podcast and we've got the details for you in the next hour morning channel Q
3: imagine going out for the job of your dreams and during the interview process uh, your prospective employer, Asked your like your horoscope your your zodiac sign, right? And if you say the wrong thing, you're never given the given the job, not getting a chance, not not even a beyond a shadow of a doubt. There's zero percent chance you're going to get hired. Well, that happened to one celebrity, and the person who didn't hire her was even an even bigger celebrity. And they shared this recently on our friend Justin Martindale's podcast, and we have that story coming up for you in about 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. This is wild. Crazy. I'm also a cancer. I know that's problematic. So we've actually uh, called in the help of our hottie astrologist, Marcus Barrington, to help us break down the story because it's a good one.
1: Amen. It's
3: a good one. Right now, though, it's time for news on the beat. Michaela, take it away.
1: All right, babe. In March 1947, a Florida court ordered the Ha Ha Club, a nightclub famous for its female impersonators, as they were called at the time to close after declaring it a public nuisance. Since. last month nearly 75 years later Florida Governor Randy Santis, a Republican is widely thought to be an eyeing uh, to be eyeing a 2024 presidential run side of the case that shut down ha-ha Club in a complaint against Miami restaurant uh, our house over its drag performances. The 2022 complaint filed by the Florida Department of Business and Professional Regulation threatened to revoke Our House's liquor license, arguing that the establishment violated a state public nuisance law by becoming manifestly injurious to the morals or manners of the people. Uh, historians say the parallels between the Our House and the Ha Ha Club complaints and the fact that Ron DeSantis' administration cited a 75-year-old court decision reveal how conservatives are resurfacing a decade-old moral panic about LGBTQ people to target queer spaces. This is just getting out of hand. This is so stupid to me.
3: It's all stupid.
1: And worry for nothing. All right, let's get into weather. It's going to be a high of 105 in Vegas, 107 in Palm Springs, 85 in Houston, 69 in San Francisco, 85 in Buffalo, 86 in Cleveland, 107 in La Quinta, and 89 in Boston. Now give us a vibe of the day.
3: Be stronger than your strongest excuse. No excuses here. You have an opportunity to do something that many people would dream of doing, and that is flying to Las Vegas to see the one and only Diana Ross perform live she's got a really short-term residency coming up at the Wynn Las Vegas September 21st to October 1st and we want to send you there here's what we want to offer you round-trip airfare for two a two-night hotel stay at the Wynn Las Vegas which by the way is gorgeous That's right. Uh, plus really 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 dope seats we're talking first 10 rows this is insane those tickets are expensive and we're going to give two of them away. Why not? Uh, head over to WeAreChannelQ.com and enter for your chance to win.
1: Love to see it, You could also babe. go
3: to Ticketmaster.com and buy them if you want to secure your uh, seats with no chances. But yeah, if you're a risk taker like we are. Way. Yeah,
1: it's Vegas.
3: Of course you're going to take a risk.
1: Come on. All right. Speaking of Vegas, apparently J-Lo does not like working with Virgos. Now, I've heard of people not wanting to work with Geminis, but Virgos? We're going to talk about it with our favorite podcast daily astrologer, Marcus Barrington, coming up next. Good morning, B. Channel Q. All
3: right, so imagine you go in for the job of your dreams, right? And you go through the process. You're there all day long interviewing, doing what you got to do. And then at the end of it, you're told... That if you're a certain Zodiac sign, you have zero chance of getting the job. That happened. Uh, it was J-Lo, actually, who's being accused of doing this to some dancers. Heather Morris was on uh, our good friend Justin Martindale's podcast recently talking about this. She's a dancer, right? Um, and, and J-Lo's team has not confirmed or denied this just yet. Uh, but we thought it'd be fun to bring in our resident astrologist, Marcus Barrington, to talk about this a little bit. Marcus, thank you so much for being here. Um,
2: yeah, you bet. Hi, Annie.
3: A lot of people Bye. a lot of people are backing this up and saying in the in social media comments like I've worked with JLo this is totally true. Like <laughs> so what are your thoughts on this like an employer not hiring somebody because of their
4: zodiac sign? And
3: by the way, oh. Heather, Heather Morris is a Virgo if that does anything. Yeah.
4: All right, well let me let me address the Virgo elephant in the room first of all. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm not a Virgo, so I'm not saying this because I'm a Virgo. I'm not, I'm a Taurus, but if she's refusing to hire Virgos, it's because Virgos tend to outshine other people, <gasps> especially in work environments. Oh, okay, they guys. are. Mm-hmm. Well, so the article talks about how she didn't want Virgo backup dancers, right? Wow. Virgos are the perfectionists of the group. They are the organizers, right? So if you go on a vacation with a Virgo friend, they're the one that creates the Excel sheets and says, OK, guys, 9 <laughs> o'clock is zip lining, 10 o'clock is brunch, oh, 10.30 is massages, right? Clock brunch.
3: I mean, come on. Right. That's
4: ridiculous.
1: Okay, but see, I'm loving that you're saying this because Virgos, since Beyonce came out and said that she was a Virgo, Virgos are obsessed with themselves. You know a Virgo because they will tell you, yesterday I had, yeah. they were, uh, last week at a workout, my trainer's a Virgo, and the new girl was a Virgo, and all they were doing was Virgoing about how they Virgo, and I was like, yeah. shut
4: up. <laughs> okay. Well, but I'm telling you, if she doesn't want Virgo backup dancers, it's because Virgo backup dancers are going to be more precise yep. and outshine her on Ugh. the stage. Please. Heather That's Morris. My Heather Morris is <laughs>
3: such a good dancer. She played. Uh, most people know her as oh, Brittany yeah. S. Pierce. Britney Spears <laughs> from Glee. She played uh, Santana's girlfriend for many years. Uh, played obviously. Um, by our girl Naira Vera, may she rest in peace. Um, but yeah, Virgos apparently in China, I was reading where they were really, yep, really into zodiac the, they like yeah. will, they won't hire people who are Virgos. Like wow. people will avoid them in their friend well, circles. Again,
4: but that's that's Virgo's job. Virgo's job is to bring perfection to the Whoa. table, right? Every zodiac sign has a job, so you're gonna bring you know a Virgo up who's gonna organize everything. And yeah, they can tend to be a little bit less flexible. Because oftentimes they have a very clear plan that is more often than not probably correct. You, oh
3: yeah, okay, that part. so
4: yeah.
1: I'm loving this. My niece Natalia is going to be six on September 10th, and she's Virgo all day. Oh, and yeah. I, I already actually listened to her and let her rule my life. But now especially, like now that she's turning six, she will guide me. I want to understand. We've heard horror stories, I have at least, of J-Lo. And I never believed them because I was like, I love her. But is that a weird thing to have all the Virgos step out of the dance line? Well, and
3: they auditioned for six or eight hours, I think. Yes,
1: first. had to do the work, <laughs> and then said, gotta go, because she's a Leo. So are Leo yeah. and Virgo are Leo and Virgos not normally friends?
4: No, they're not a good pairing. And here's why. Leo is lazy, and Leo is Pride and ego, right? So Leo's never going to be as much of a perfectionist as Virgo, but Leo's going to say they're better than Virgo because mm. they have to be better than everybody. Oh, so <laughs> Le-
3: okay. So Leos are basically like cis, like Republican white men, or just gay, yeah. t- gay tops. Like they just assume that they're like the dominant ones. They're better than everybody, but they're kind of lazy actually. I understand? Got it. Yeah, okay. but, you know,
4: Leos are the Leos are the tops that lay down and tell you to get on top. Yeah, to a thousand percent. Okay,
3: uh, I do have to ask this, though, because this one, I took this kind of personal. As I'm reading this article, I go down to the part where it talks about Americans and what Americans think about the science. Yeah, I saw and that. And <laughs> by and large, they don't want to work with or have anything to do with cancers. I'm a cancer. And every cancer <laughs> I know... Really? Every cancer I know loves each other. Like... You're, like I'm
1: obsessed uh, with cancer.
3: Michaela's girlfriend and I have the same birthday, and we just understand each
4: other on like a soul level.
3: But apparently nobody else likes us.
4: I can understand where people get that from, but it is a really big misconception, because cancers are super emotional signs of the Zodiac, but where people misunderstand them is, you know, you say something to a cancer or in a work environment, you give them an assignment, and they go into their head, and they go into their insides, and they think about things, and Mm -hmm. they feel it, and they can come off as flighty or flaky, Mm. right, or less dependable, because cancers aren't going to move at the speed of a Virgo, they're Mm. just not, Mm -hmm. but they're going to do a much more thought, emotionally intuitive job, and really create something that is both precise but also passionate, right? But it's going to take them longer to do that.
1: Okay, I love that you said this because I have an album release party coming up. I'm a Capricorn, and my partner is a Cancer, on the cusp of Cancer Leo, and she produces events. Like, that's what she's done forever. She's a DJ. But I, like, run it. Like, I'm like, we're having, we're doing, pull the trigger. That's all (laughs) I've been saying. Pull the trigger. Just pull the trigger, Lisa. And she's like, okay, but I want to get this board, and I want to write it. And I'm like, pull the
4: I, 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 there I, you go, right? Capricorn well, there can't you can handle because it. Capricorn is law and government. <laughs> Right? Yeah. So Wait, you're telling, you're trying
3: to tell me Michaela is structure, law, and government? There you, More cancer. Well, you know, government <laughs> is sometimes
4: you know off the rail, right? But <laughs> yeah. it's appropriately housed within Capricorn. He just clocked <laughs> you so hard. I love no,
1: that. No, honey. One thing about a Capricorn, that job will uh, be done. Well, I just want to thank you oh, for. Yeah.
3: I want to thank you for referring to uh, cancers. Me and my fellow cancers as passionate as opposed to emotional. I like that word better because a lot of people call us emotional and they would be completely accurate um but i like the word passionate
4: more passionate is a better way to describe emotion <laughs> because the moment you say oh you're being emotional you're, you're yeah. in a two-hour
3: argument with me at that point you're not going anywhere
1: good <laughs> <laughs> morning beat channel q
3: welcome back to the show thank you so much for hanging out with us if you missed our last conversation it was about um Virgos and Cancers and why apparently we're problematic. Uh, it was a really fun <laughs> conversation with our resident astrologist, Marcus Barrington. You can always head over to WeAreChannelQ.com and listen to that or any of our other uh, previous conversations as a podcast. It's a great way to catch up if you've maybe even been on vacation or took some time off uh, and you really just missed us. Absolutely. that would make a lot of sense. We are very missable. How about that? Yes. Um Let's talk about a tattoo gone wrong, shall we? This guy wanted to get a tattoo that represented his sexuality, but got something else instead. Take a listen. When I was about 15, I thought I was great, you know, newly out as gay. And I was like, went to the tattooist and I was like, I want the gay pride symbol on my arm because, you know, I'm that bitch. So he just Googled gay pride symbol, printed it off as the straight man he was, put it on my arm, tattooed it. Me knowing absolutely nothing. Um, three years later, God, I'm just looking at this now. It is real bad tattoo. Three years later, I'm out in a gay bar, and this lesbian goes, like, "Oh my God, I love your tattoo!" And I'm like, "Oh my God, thanks." And she's like, "Can I just ask why you've got like the lesbian symbol on your arm?" And it was at that point I realised that I had the lesbian symbol on my arm. So this is actually um, two women, and it's actually been there for about eight
2: years. I don't know why I've never covered <laughs> oh it God. up.
1: <laughs> okay, this is amazing. This is so relatable. I literally just began the start of a cover up on a tattoo piece that I got when I was 18 and I literally like didn't pay attention and I was like whatever do your thing and tattoos are so permanent and if you do not know what they mean I always tell this story the next one I have to get covered up. I was so excited when I was 16. I got the Italian flag on my lower back, and I was like, I am an Italian princess, baby. I was so proud of this stupid tattoo. And finally, a couple years later, my cousins were like, what is that? And I was like, uh, it's the Italian flag. And they're like, that's not the Italian flag. It's backwards. <laughs> and I was like, Well, It's upside down? It's backwards. When I saw it in the mirror, the red should be the green, and the green should be where the red is. Oh. do you see what i'm saying oh. so it's like the irish flag and so i literally but when i looked in the mirror it was right does that make sense because it was yeah, split of course. so i've had to begin the cover-up process and i hate it this
3: listen you're flipping italy on its head that's okay there's a story there. there's a narrative he had i i didn't realize that the the circle with the the line and the cross coming out of it is female and the line with the <laughs> arrows, male. I always thought it was the other way around too. I didn't know. I've never really paid attention. Yeah. And he had two. He had the lesbian symbol tattooed on his wrist. I, you know, I. God the, bless. Him. The first it, we've been talking about uh, giving away tickets to see Diana Ross at the Win in Las Vegas because it's iconic. She's iconic. Um, but the Win is also iconic for another reason because when I first first went to Las Vegas the very first time in my life, I went and I stayed at the Win. And my ex, who you know, he was at my wedding, he and I decided late night one night after way too much drinking at the strip club, uh, to go, female strip club, by the way, it was terrible. We decided to go get tattoos and I got three stars tattooed on my left arm, my upper arm that I want to get taken care of actually. And I remember telling my mom afterwards, I said, Oh, yeah, I think I got three. I got three star- I got, a, I got a, Or I said, I got a tattoo for each of my sisters to represent all of my sisters that I love dearly. And she goes, You have four tattoos on your arm now? And I was like, Wait, hold on. I have three. She goes, You have four sisters. And I was like, To this day,
1: we don't I, know who you left I, out.
3: I don't know who I left out. One of them is now estranged. So maybe she just, you know, fixed that for me. Right. But I've been embarrassed about this for so many years. I thought that it had this deep meaning this tattoo that's permanently on my body and i got it really wrong yeah i get it i get, you it. get it
1: we get it it's okay <laughs> all right coming up and what's popping uh sydney sweeney is responding to backlash over being assumed a trump supporter find out why coming up next The Morning Beat with AJ Gibson and Michaela Gordon. Channel
3: Q. I just schooled our producer, Vanessa, so hardcore. Apparently, she did not know this dad joke. And that last song was playing. And I go, Oh my God, who sings this? And she looked it up and she was very excited and she told me. And you said, What?
1: I, well, I told you who, who sang it.
3: David Guetta and somebody. somebody, Sure, yeah. Little
1: Mix, Gallanton. Perfect. And then I, and
3: I said, What? I said, keep let's it keep it that, that way.
1: Because I was singing. But to be fair, you do ask me.
3: <laughs> I do ask you a lot, but so. you were singing that one a lot. Very, <laughs> Vanessa, very loudly. you sounded
1: beautiful, babe. You
3: sounded Thank great. You. Yeah. you sounded just like Shake you.
1: it off, honey. They should
3: add your name to that list of artists.
1: Shake it off, baby. Yeah. I, they
3: <laughs> I love when my jokes land. My dad jokes. Um, speaking of landing, I should probably land the shuttle real quick because it's Michaela's segment. Uh, it's time for What's Poppin' and uh, Sydney Sweeney, one of uh, one of your uh, favorite stars of one of your favorite shows, uh, is responding to some backlash. What's going on?
1: Yeah, this is crazy and I don't really know what to think of this, honey. So Sydney Sweeney went to her mother's 60th birthday this weekend and it Appeared to be very American theme. They had cowboy boots on, riding horses, drinking beer. It was a all around hoedown. But people started speculating if it was a MAGA hoedown when there were little red hats that said um, something that was very uh, that resembled "Make America Great Again." So they started coming for Sydney Sweeney. So she came back for them on Twitter. And uh, to clarify, that the hats said, make 60 great again, which is what her mother was celebrating. She said, please stop making assumptions. Much love to everyone and happy birthday. Uh, The snaps in question show several party goers wearing red MAGA hats inspired that red Make 60 great again. Um, Yeah.
3: Yeah, this can be triggering for people. I get it because Trump was so horrendous and the things he did to so many people was so bad. Right, but also, like being American isn't inherently a racist. What kind of is actually, but you know, what I mean, like we can still celebrate, like yeah. our country roots and hoedowns and things like that. That could there's still space for all of that. I mean,
1: people still live in Texas where they have farms and horses. Like I would never have a hoedown, Honey, but that's I just have the hoe.
3: Go to Riverside, uh, you know, an hour away, or go down to Orange County. Republicans everywhere. I mean, well, so it's in every state, people exist, right? We're we're different, and I think, I think for most people, right. And maybe this is the problem that we don't pay enough attention. But I think for most people, having hats made in red and white that say make 60 great again is just a funny joke.
1: Yeah, but also look at Sydney Sweeney's character and two seasons of her character on the show that she's on. Like, it's very, very explorative, very, like, open-minded. I don't know if a big Trump-supporting family would be as supportive as they are of Sydney Sweeney and the character that she has played.
3: Yeah. And also, just to be clear, just because people might seem like a little bit hillbilly or a little bit country, right? Because I come from the country. That's how I grew up. And um, it doesn't mean they necessarily are. My dad, very much a hillbilly, right? Very simple dude. My aunts and uncles on my stepdad's side, all kind of country, They all just are, and they're all raging Democrats. Yeah. My dad voted for Barack Obama twice, as did the rest of my family. So, like, don't always make the assumption. Sometimes a joke is a joke. And I understand the red, red and white hat is triggering.
1: But also, Donald Trump doesn't own that. And also,
3: nobody owns this, this. Her mother's 60th birthday. And
1: being 60 wasn't always a fabulous feat. So saying "Make 60 great again" is the way that J Lo promoted "Make 50 great again." Yes. Besides the Golden Girls, like I think this is not the hill we should die on. No. All right, coming up in our final hour, uh, this is interesting. The internet's new favorite college major. Is lesbian dance theory. And I can only equate this because they saw my choreography and (laughs) hands off. There, I've said it at the end. The Morning Beat with AJ Gibson and Michaela Gordon. Channel Q. So,
3: turns out, you know, us kids are going back to school now. Something sort of uh, unexpected happened. Somewhere along the line... um, One class became more popular than anything else for college students.
1: Okay. And
3: you'll never guess what that class is. However, Congressperson Lauren Boebert is here to school you. Take a listen.
1: Good. Uh, How the heck can Joe
4: Biden call America First conservatives a threat to democracy with a straight face and a dry diaper? He's the one who has allowed millions to invade our southern border. He's the one who is robbing hardworking Americans to pay for Karen's daughter's degree in lesbian dance theory. <laughs> lesbian.
3: <laughs> not lesbian, lesbian dance theory.
1: Lesbian dance theory. Lauren Boebert <laughs> is
3: so ang- angry. She and Marjorie Taylor Greene. The- and also, the I comment know, about babe, the dirty diaper. Is that because he's old and he wears Depends? Is that what you're, is that what you're implying? Is that... Like the the lowbrow sort of childish jabs that so many conservatives are just comfortable making, it's just weird to me.
1: Yeah, it's too much. Like
3: like like, is that where your brain goes? That's that's as adult as you can be. Like diapers is what we're talking about. But let's just let's just dive into the to the actual class she's talking about, lesbian dance theory. If that is a class, and apparently it is somewhere, um, what do you think that class entails?
1: Lesbian dance theory <laughs> is somewhat is something where you go on YouTube and then you go into the search bar and you type in Hands Off by Michaela Gordon <laughs> and then when you click on it the video comes up and about 2 minutes and 15 seconds in you see what looks like a dance troupe and it is five women in leotards and they are dancing with their hands and body <laughs> so and it is a choreographed piece <laughs> That took some time to learn, not too much. Is
3: this self-promotion right now?
1: And it's about expressing your body and keeping hands off.
3: You Okay, so she does, her music video came out Friday, hands off, obviously, and it's very powerful. It's beautifully done. And she does, there's like a dance section to mm-hmm. it, For like us, a smaller no. one towards the end. Not long, not, not super long. complex choreography, no. but uh, you nailed it. Yes, and did. I know your history with choreography, and it's not... It's, it's a bit of a checkered past for this one. Yeah, we killed it. Um, And she nailed it for this one. So you're saying yeah. that you and a unitard in heels mm-hmm. surrounded by women in the warehouse. Right. Uh, that's lesbian dance theory.
1: Yep. You asked me. You asked me. That's my opinion. <laughs> wait. So wait, I got to ask you. Though.
3: So would you. Okay, let's go now, back. I
1: have no idea. What do you, I don't
3: even, how, do, how do lesbians dance? I don't dance? know. Because I used to work at a thing called Truck Stop.
1: Oh, God, that was dance dance Talk.
3: At Here Lounge, and that Listen. was, uh, you now know the chapel that's like the extension of the Abbey. That it's used no to be Here stop. Lounge. And if you're from this area or if you visited, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And they would do a night once a week, like Thursday nights or something. It was truck stop. And that was lesbian night. And these girls would get up on the bar. And they would dance like Coyote Ugly. Lord have and mercy. And they would pour shots into their belly buttons. Yes. And le- drink them from each other. Or let lesbians do that. And the whole time I was like, they're like, AJ, you maintain the bar while we go dance. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> sure. So to me, that's lesbian dance theory.
1: I That's what I want that's that's what lesbian what dance theory to be.
3: learn about in that class.
1: Mm-hmm, that's what I want. Because the idea... That Lauren Boebert is talking about lesbian <laughs> dance theory is too stressful for my mind. It's like, well, yeah. And what is she talking about? I, 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 I
3: yeah. she might have repressed feelings. I feel like she and Marjorie Taylor Greene are like the iconic repressed lesbians. Like they're angry about a lot of stuff. They point fingers. They, they talk about the queer community a lot, but secretly they're like in love with each other.
1: Yeah. And they're
3: going out to the bars with Lady G. On the weekends, they,
1: and they may be doing they might that. Be,
3: and I and I listen. I still support it, even if they are hateful and awful.
1: I do too because I get it. You want to be a part of the culture, and and if you want to be part of the culture, we're not going to ask you to remove yourself. You just yeah. have to be cool. Yeah, and also understand that uh, lesbian dance theory, you don't you don't need to pay for it babe it's called social events it, ha- it happens at mm-hmm. the rooftop in yep. West Hollywood every yeah. Sunday or the
3: diner once a year yeah you sometimes can you
1: DJ out. or perform like yeah. you don't have to get in a, a degree you just mm-hmm. you just show up and you act nice to people
0: <laughs> <laughs> tell me something
1: good
3: all right, as you know, the VMAs were last night, and uh, Lil Nas X had a big night. I think he took home three moon men. Amen. Uh, big deal for him. Also uh, turned a lot of heads walking that carpet in that sort of like half nude, half sheer feathery contraption he was wearing. One of his many looks. I think Lil Nas X is so, so sexy. I know he's still young, but he's very legal, and he is. I think he's getting better and better looking every day. Um, I didn't feel comfortable saying that about him when he was 18 or 19, but now that he's in his Mm mid-20s, I think he's great. And he's on a roll because he was just named as Yves Saint Laurent's uh, Beauty Ambassador. This is pretty exciting stuff. There are some new images on Instagram from the brand. Now, as part of this new gig, the the artist will appear in content featured on YSL's beauty digital platforms, promoting both the brand's men's fragrance uh, as well as its new lip color. Uh, and uh, and also some bold eye products. I think this is really fascinating because to choose a man, who I, someone who identifies as a man, um, to showcase your new mascara, uh, your eyelash products, and your, and your bold lip colors. I think it's really sexy.
1: Absolutely, I, think, I love I, it. I think
3: times are changing, and I think that he is a perfect ambassador for them. So I'm definitely in.
1: Yeah, I love that. All right, Keanu Reeves is back in the news, and he's being adorable as usual. As always. Like, you never get anything bad from this guy. He was spotted having a couple of whiskeys and chatting with a wedding party in the UK this week. He just kind of ran into them, James Knight and Bride Nikki, were thrilled when the actor turned up at Falsey Hall Hotel and Spa. They asked for a photo. He happily gave. The bar's owner, Danny Ricks, was shocked when the film star entered and sat down. He said, it's not every day you get a Hollywood star coming in. And then they all proceeded to just have whiskeys. And everyone was like, we're having whiskeys. With Keanu Reeves, and he was just down to earth and lovely as can be. Ugh,
3: I love that. I
1: love him. I love it. You know the saddest thing to me is, not it was all confessed on Ellen, is that Sandra Bullock admitted that she had a crush on him, mm-hmm. and then Ellen played the audio for Keanu Reeves. Oh, because Sandra Bullock was like, I had a crush on him, but I didn't think he liked me. So then Ellen played the audio for Keanu Reeves a couple of years later, and he was like, are you kidding? I had the biggest crush on her. And they really could have been something. Yeah, Aww.
3: those are two ships—the passing in the night situation—because they could have really been something
1: and been a great couple. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that's the end of our show. As always, thank you so much for listening. Happy Monday! We've got three hours of curated music just for you, and then, of course, stick around for Let's Go There with Shira and Ryan, and your day with Doctor Chris on Loveline. And we'll see you tomorrow.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance.